Welcome to The Pastor and the Counselor, where each week I sit down with counselors from In Him Christian Wellness to talk about life issues, mental health, and ways to intentionally pursue Jesus right in the middle of our struggles. Relational, practical, and full of great conversations, I guarantee it will be 30 minutes of your time well spent. Welcome, John and Corinne, and all of you to this episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. Uh, we're in the series that we've called Summer Rhythms. And uh, if you're uh, listening to the last podcast, you got to hear John briefly sing Summer Breeze. I joined him for a moment, and it was a moment, all right? A moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was a moment. We're talking about, we've talked about rest and rhythm in this in this episode. We want to dig in to start talking about relationships and specifically some of the dynamics that happen throughout the summer. And it is different, isn't it, Corinne? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot more time. Mm. A lot more time to spend with everyone, <laughs> which yeah. is a good thing, but can cause some tension. Right. Yeah. I think for some of our listeners, there's probably just even thinking about more time with um, with people, with family, maybe even more specifically, uh, already is creating and causing some internal feelings. Um, you know, like my mother-in-law may be feeling like, oh, my kids are, adult kids are coming home. Ah, they're going to like eat me at a house and home. No, I know she's, she's an avid listener. So that was just for her. Um, <laughs> special shout out. Yeah. Special shout out to, to mom, moms. There are, there are people that come to mind if you think about it though. You know, when you think about getting together with family, there are folks that automatically come to your mind that you kind of tense up. Mm about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really it's it's related to the narrative right not only the experiences you've had in that relationship but also the story you've rehearsed mm. like how you've labeled it how you've seen it how you have experienced it and we tend to put those things on loop so this person is this to me affects mm -hmm. me this way and we repeat this story over and over again. And so then as we anticipate getting together with them again, we have the feelings hmm. from all the past narrative come flooding back. And so we get ready for this next moment based on the narrative that's already been written. Hmm. And it's really difficult to get out of those patterns. Because anything mm -hmm. that happens, you're looking for it to confirm yes. the story that you've already rehearsed, right? Mm. You have a, we call it like a schema in your head, right? You have a scheme of what's going to happen. And so anything that happens, you'll find a way to fit it into what you already believe about what's going to happen. That's right. So we're thinking about the summer. We're thinking about, you know, that trip or that thing, whatever that might be, and we are rehearsing, creating something, developing something based on what I heard you say, John, was actual narrative. So things that may 
have happened in the past, things that we've experienced, but then also on a whole perceived potential of, you know what I'm, I'm thinking? What? I can hear it rolling around in Corinne's head. Perspective is really important. Mm. Right? It's a good word. You always take us there and, and we've gotta we've gotta get perspective. Mm-hmm. Right, because some of those hurts that you've had with family members might have already happened, right? But mm-hmm. it if you're rehearsing that that's how it's gonna go again then it probably will go that way Mm. again, right? You're not giving any perspective or, um, you know, chance for the person to do something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Mm. how you said that. That's well-worded. And in family systems, then, what it can look like is there are some identified roles within the family system, Mm -hmm. not usually labeled or spoken. Like, we don't say... We don't put a nameplate, name tag at each spot saying, no, you're the, you're going to be the black sheep, right? You're the mm-hmm. troublemaker. You're the compliant one. Mm-hmm. And we do tend to reinforce these particular roles. Mm-hmm. Even though they may not feel good, we might not like how it all plays out, it feels very defining. And so being able to account for growth and change and support that, right, is difficult Mm. because of the old narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Perceptions within the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. So then as we get together in the summertime, (laughs) we we anticipate and we, we prepare for and so we reinforce the continuance of mm-hmm. the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the negative interaction pattern is something that we sometimes talk about, right? We can point out that maybe the content of a discussion might be different, but the feelings and the way that it plays out become mm-hmm. a pattern. And it, it doesn't matter what, what, it is, the, what the specifics are, the turn of events is always the same pattern, right? And so thinking about how can you interrupt or change the pattern that's happening, right? The interactional pattern. That seems, feels impossible. Perfect word for that. <laughs> so how do we do it? Because I, I, I think of, I think of that and there, there are, you know, in, when I think back, there are, there are dynamics in relationships mm-hmm. from, my, from my background and past where I so desperately want to be able to engage in those situations, those, those relationships with, without any kind of self, any walls or protections. You know, I want to be able to you know, if you know me, I like, I want to be able to jump into those relationships freely and just trust it's all going to be good. But then I think, whoa, the, the pattern in some of those relationships have continued to, you know, but that feels then like what I'm hearing you say is, okay, while there may be that potential 
it, we can't project. How do we interrupt that? How, how do we interrupt some of that? Well, self-awareness, and the first step is pausing to think about what you're feeling, what you're already anticipating. Mm. That's a really good first step. But I think the two core would be um, thoughts would be expectations and purpose. You know, we, we look at relationships and family systems in that, with the idea of expectations. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they're unmet because they're idealized. <laughs> right. And then the narrative, <clears throat> the narrative is established. Mm. And so we see that gap. This is what children should be like. This is what spouses should be like. This is what extended family should be like. The shoulds. Mm. And we realize, well, this is how they are. And so it's easy just to kind of get pushed along the same, the same path again. But when we can begin to engage our moments with a sense of purpose, what is the purpose in this relationship? Mm, really good. Then we can begin to recalibrate mm-hmm. our expectations and understand then how do we enter into this, this moment in the present differently? What would honor God? Mm. What would look like faith? expressing itself through love hmm. in this moment. So it's, it's taking responsibility for how you see the world, how yeah. you respond to it. Yeah. And trusting God in it. Oh, yeah, that's a great, yes. I think about, you know, back a um, number of years ago, <clears throat> we, uh, we, we went to um, first time going to the beach, you know, kind of as a family and, um, Part of that trip was, um, you know, Maureen and I, well, not even that trip. Let me just say this. There were a number of times where we recognized that we would, leaving for a week of vacation, whether it was to go to Canada or somewhere else, we would end up starting the trip, starting the week of vacation in in a fight. <laughs> like, maritally, like, just like being angry with each other. You know, in the packing and the planning and the getting going and the drive, like it would just be like we would all there would always be tension in our marriage heading into vacation. And um, and and one of the things I recognized because I did, I think I love that taking responsibility. I'm like, well, it can't be all Maureen, maybe most of it, but not all of it. Right. And um, and so taking responsibility is like I I was setting myself up which was then in turn setting us up as a couple Mm -hmm. by expecting that the packing was going to be like, and so I just had to literally what I did was set my mind that vacation starts with the packing and we're going to, if it takes extra time, great. We're going to just, it's going to be, we're just going to enjoy. I literally had to tell myself, I'm going to enjoy packing Mm -hmm. and we're going to enjoy the trip. So there was one year where we were going down to the beach, North Carolina, or South Carolina, down to North Myrtle Beach. And uh, one of the ways down there is Route 95. And we had done that, we had done that once. And, and it was so frustrating. You know, you're doing like 
80 miles an hour one moment, and then you're down to 15 miles an hour in a parking lot. And so that I recognized that was not helpful for me starting vacation. And so the next year, we took 15 all the way, as far south as we could. It was better to go on two four-lane road through small towns and villages and enjoy the trip than it was to try and get there quickly. And, uh, and those things, I think, just were really helpful. We didn't, have any, we didn't have any problems. So even now, like our marriage, going into vacations, we, I couldn't tell you the last time we left on vacation, like in anger or because our expectations were changed. We stepped in, we did something differently in order to be able to engage together in, in, in relationships. So mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about, I, I've had to put into practice myself. That's a mic drop. That's, you know, we just stop. <laughs> right there. That's, that's yep. a beautiful. Good example. Mm-hmm. Well, it changed the kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of a sudden, if the kids are acting up, I'm not already my personal world isn't heightened. So all of a sudden, if there's some fighting in the back seat, I'm not on edge. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to deal with that, knowing kids are kids. And so having to deal, I'm not dealing with it out of anxiety or anger or, you know, fear or all of that stuff. So it just made parenting different. It made, yeah, it just changed a lot of things. It, it put a whole new perspective on, on what needed to happen. I think as single moms and how important some of this conversation is for the summer. Um, you know, they're working a full-time job. Um, we talked about rest and routine and how important that is for our kids as well. And I'm thinking about our single moms that listen, how important, you know, thinking through some of this is in regards to, you know, walking with walking with kids and relationship and the dynamic summer is different right like they're not they're potentially having to deal with kids at different times than they're normally maybe having to deal with kids yeah it's a great point how how challenging how challenging i think you know i love the idea of of changing the narrative taking like what that example you brought up was really rich one of the it just came to mind that the some of the things we did because our our family trips wouldn't always be or family times in the summer wouldn't always be real smooth and um my expectation was that everybody would be at peace and loving each other so you know (laughs) you have four kids it's, it's not happening the uh but w- my wife is really creative. She's brilliant. And she would have themes for the summer. Mm. And so we would take pictures, take photos of things that just seemed ironic. And the kids would have such great fun. And when we would travel somewhere, if we saw something, the kids would, would say, hey, look at that sign. And we would stop and mm. get out and... There'd be a lot of conversation. There'd be photos taken of it. And then we kept a scrapbook. And so it'd be something we could organize around a theme. So one of the 
<laughs> one of the best signs we saw was uh, uh, Church of the, the Open Door. And it, the only thing left of the church was a, was a door. Uh, unfortunate for the church. I think it burned down or something. Oh, but it was ironic. It's just a building with a door. And so we were traveling <laughs> nowhere, right? And we see this, and we were like, wow, that's really sad and really ironic. And let's take a it photo of it. A, it became a part of a, mm. the new narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Dr. Tushman. What a, gr what a great name <laughs> for a doctor, right? <laughs> we got out. Took a picture of that. So it helped us enjoy each other. Yeah. Because we shared moments. Writing a new narrative, mm. like, like the, how you were describing. But that's what came to mind. My wife was really good about creating new narratives around shared experience, right? Yeah, I love that because I, so thinking about, you know, just again, parents having to deal, whether single parent or, you know, um, parents, you know, uh, that are, you know, together, one of the challenges is feeling like we have to come up with stuff. And I like the idea of having a theme for the summer that then you can build off of. That's a, I think could be a really helpful. So art projects, park projects, everything that could revolve around a, a simple theme. Um, a creative theme and and that you said about you know doing some fan like a family meeting about developing routine well what about what about a family meeting to talk about you know how we're going to engage in relationship over the summer so it's a little different than routine but it creates again maybe the kids have an idea on that theme and it's going to help the relationship you know we can't just sit around and talk about all our problems that's not, but we can start to deal with our, our relational stuff by engaging intentionally in some new creative ways is what I think we're kind of coming, you know, one of the encouragements here. And so, yeah, like a theme of, I don't know, flowers. And so just, you know, going, walking the neighborhood and how many different flowers and taking pictures of those flowers or having kids draw pictures of them or, you know, go encourage neighbors by, don't cut the ones in the park, but by, you know, taking flowers to a senior in the neighborhood. So, like, actually, like, making some time to engage relationally around some simple themes. My creative, like, vision is starting to, like, get wound up here, so I better... It's, it's, it's very simple. Yeah. And it can infuse uh, the common everyday stuff so you don't have to necessarily go to Disney to find happiness but you can like one summer it was rocks <laughs> we were just finding rocks and then you would paint rocks and the whole the whole summer was centered around rocks and it was yeah. great so the common became a shared meaningful moment with everybody. And what happen, it happens is then all those established roles or identities mm -hmm. are, are kind of set aside for the moment because then everybody is at baseline organized around this, this thought. So it helps you, again, recalibrate, consider, oh, this child who might be not as obedient or 
they're less compliant or whatever, maybe you begin to see them as a leader type mm. or a visionary or, mm-hmm. or someone who can really do something contributing to the family in a lot of ways, right? So you can begin to give responsibility around something fun. Hey, we're going we're gonna to explore or we're going we're gonna to do this. What are some of your ideas, mm-hmm. son or daughter? Mm-hmm. And maybe this part of the day, right, we're going to go to the park and you're going to help lead us in that. So you can grow a new narrative, right? Grow growth and development within the family system. Which is actually going to bring not just maybe bring um, some peace or some, you know, uh, not tension. It could actually bring healing. Mm -hmm. You know, when you mentioned rocks, you know, again, the simplicity of that. But part of, you know, so taking that theme and then inviting God to, to, to work in our family, in our family dynamics. And so looking at all of the time, rock is used throughout the scriptures. And, you know, I mean, it talks about God being our rock and the, you know, the wise person building their, their life foundation on the rock, not on the sand. And so even engaging our kids and our family in, you know, um, Bible study together, simple, creative ways, that's going to bring healing. That's going to bring lasting, lasting healing and change. Um, you know, there are going to be tough relationships. So, and, and, and so part of that is, I think what you both said is looking at our responsibility, you know, um, talking, you know, some, some relationships are going to need some help. So you may th- be thinking about the summer, I just don't even want to see this person. You may need, you may need, and the best thing would be to call in him, and uh, and to really help have them help dig into what is that relationship, what what's there that maybe needs to be unearthed, uh, and walked through with some with some professional love and care and support, because um, some of those narratives, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of depth to it. And, um, you know, some folks are walking into new things this summer. Some of you may be, may be the first summer where some of the dynamics, you've, you know, have lost a loved one. Um, you know, kind of the change of r- rhythms and routines through COVID. You know, this is kind of the first summer where some of those things are no longer necessarily the same. Uh, those are dynamics uh, in our relationships to really look at, be intentional about looking at, but then... Yeah, John and Corinne and their team are there to help process through. Any last thoughts, Corinne? No, I don't think so. No. You guys are idealistic. I think I'd remind people that, you know, some of these relationships might seem really daunting Mm -hmm. and, like, that things can never change, right? But Mm -hmm. there are certain things within your own control, and we can help explore those things, right? What can you do? differently in a way that loves the other person no matter how difficult they might be or the hurt that's been there Mm, good last word yeah you know and for those of you that are not local to in him i mean in him has uh, a number of different locations here in south central pennsylvania but they also can do virtual and so if you're having a hard time finding uh, a counselor um you know and you, you want specifically uh, a faith-based counselor, um, you know, in him is available uh, to you virtually. And so don't be afraid to reach out. Um, 
and uh, if they can help, you know, we can help find somebody more local to you that will go, we'll, we'll do that as well. But just know uh, that uh, their services are available. Not all of them, but m many of them are available virtually. So encourage you to reach out uh, to them as you have need and uh, enjoy this summer. And uh, I'm, we're just believing that God's going to do some great things in and through you as you step into relationship intentionally with him. Take care, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. I want to encourage you to reach out to In Him Christian Wellness if you need to talk or if you know someone else that may be in crisis or could use a counselor. Their website, inhimchristianwellness.org. You'll also find uh, the link in the pastor and counselor description. Take care until next time.